So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's going on, brother? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'm super excited to dive into today's content. We're going to talk about worry, anxiety, fear, everything that sort of comes in that package, and really the basis of it, which is fate control. And I'm going to explain why this is and how this gives us clues into you being able to master this area of your life. Because let's face it, we are more anxious, we're more fearful, and we're more worried than we have ever been before. And this is uh, really, it's a great opportunity for us to grow in peace, to grow in confidence in our trust in God, and ultimately to take appropriate control of our lives. Now, before I do that, I have built out a resource section. These are a bunch of freebies, okay? Uh, we're talking about like free one-pagers, free booklets, and my book that's also free, my best-selling book, The Last Relapse. It's all available at, on my website in the resource section. Uh, the link is in the show notes. I'd love for you guys to go check this out. This is content that's going to help you manage triggers better, get to the roots, Um, there's even stuff on how to pick a spouse or a partner. There's a starter kit. There's my Bible reading plan, the last relapse, my book. It's all there. It's available to you free of charge. And if you're wondering, okay, Cynthia, what's the catch? I know that nothing's actually free in life. Well, here's my big marketing plan. Okay. My hope is that when you sign up for this stuff or by signing up for this stuff, you will provide us your email and we will be able to stay in touch with you. So we have a weekly newsletter and we send some other emails out periodically. Um, and my hope is that uh, in in me keeping a relationship with you through the email is that if I release a book in the future, that you'll be a little bit more likely to buy it. Or if you're looking for a program or a system and a little bit of extra help, that we would be a little bit more top of mind. All right. So that is my big marketing plan, my strategy exposed for all the world to see. I'm very transparent about that stuff. I don't want you to ever get the sense that I have ulterior motives. And so um, so downloading the resources, it's a win-win for us because you're going to get an, a very valuable resource and I get to keep in touch with you. And that's kind of how this thing works. So I hope that's super clear and I hope you guys will go check it out. The link is in the show notes. Let's jump into today's content. Okay, we're talking about how worry is fake control. So the the scriptures tell us in you know you have um you have scriptures like philippians uh i'm actually going to pull this up here uh you have scriptures like philippians 4 right w- which basically say you know don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need thank him for all he's done um then you'll experience the peace that surpasses all understanding i've mixed up translations there but um you get the idea the, the scriptures tell us not to worry it, it's interesting how many times i was reading this morning actually during my god time i was reading luke 24 the last uh, chapter of luke and it talks about the the disciples um final interactions with jesus you know where there's rumors that he's risen but nobody's really fully buying it and then he appears to the disciples and um, and I, let me actually pull up, again, I'm going to pull this one up. We'll make sure we have all the right scripture references for today. This is Luke 24, verse um, verse 36. Okay, so Jesus is, um, I don't even know how else to describe this. It, and for those of you that are a little bit more spiritual than me, you're probably not going to like the usage 
uh, of this particular term, but Jesus is kind of operating like a ghost. Okay, so he like walks with these disciples, he's talking with them, and they're just chatting, and and these guys don't even realize they don't even realize that they're talking to the risen Christ. And then all of a sudden, Jesus takes bread, he blesses it, he breaks it, and he gives it to them. And uh, verse thirty one of Luke twenty four says their eyes were opened and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Okay, so he disappears in thin air. So these are like a couple of um, disciples. We don't, I don't know if we actually know who they are. I forget now. Um, in Luke, it doesn't specify, but it might in a different uh, a different account. Um, but then he appears to a larger group of the disciples, okay? And, um, and so they're talking, and uh, Jesus stands in the midst of them, and he says to them, peace to you. Verse 37, but they were terrified and frightened. And, and uh, I was bringing this example up because so many places in scriptures, we see the words fear not, worry not. Anytime that you see an angel appear to someone, or in this case, like the living Christ, uh, the resurrected Christ appearing to his disciples, fear not. And it, it tells us a couple of things. Number one, that fear is incredibly common. And there's this narrative that we are more anxious than we've ever been before. I, I said that literally at the beginning of this episode, and it is true. Okay, it's absolutely true. But let's not be mistaken. Fear is not unique to our generation or to our time. It's not unique to this century. It's not unique to this millennia. Fear not, that instruction has been reverberating since basically the beginning of Scripture and probably before it as well. Fear not. You know, fear is is a human experience, and we have to learn how to kind of master this thing. Uh, now, the, the word that I'm using is worry. Um, it's all it's all kind of the same. It all falls into the same umbrella or the same category. Um, but the, the point here that I wanted to make in, in this episode is that when we worry about something, all right, now I'm not just talking about, there, there's like legitimate worries, right? So for, for example, um, you know, if you're, if a loved one of yours is sick in the hospital and you feel worried about their health, well, that's like understandable, legitimate worry. Now, if you start to worry about all of the extreme things that could happen in the 75 different ways this could go south, and what if you never see them again, like, this can start to branch off into some really toxic places. So I'm not giving you permission to just worry and go nuts, knock yourself out as long as you're worrying about something that's reasonable. Um, but what I am saying is that the initial fear of worry or feeling of worried, worriedness, the initial feeling of worry is understandable, okay? It's reasonable. But what happens is when we start to worry about things, uh, beyond that that line, okay, where we're starting to imagine things, where we're starting to explore the what ifs, where we start to worry about the implications. If this happens, then that's going to happen. If that happens, then I don't know how I'm going to survive. Um, this is this is where we have now crossed the line of what I like to call fake control. And the reason that we explore deeper levels of worry that are beyond those initial concerns is because we are trying to find some degree of control. I'll give you some great Sathya examples. So when the business has a slow month, I often start to worry about finances. I start to worry about whether or not I can, uh, I'll be able to pay everybody on my team. Um, I will start to worry about 
uh, you know, oh yeah, you hear about these entrepreneurs who lose it all and here we go, you know, like my, my thoughts just start to go in all kinds of different directions and we're very fortunate that even when we have a slow month, again, I've been very intentional to build our business in such a way that when there are slow months, like from a financial perspective, it doesn't actually put any strain on the company. Like we're, we are not a leveraged company. We're not, um, we're not like razor thin margins. Like everything is set up well. This, this thing is literally just within me. It's, it's within the numbers tell a different story, but I am freaking out. I'm, I'm panicked. I'm concerned. I'm, I'm imagining the hypotheticals and I start looking into data that, you know, is completely irrelevant, you know, and I start, um, if I, if I'm not careful, I'll start putting pressure on my team that really is not necessary. And so the, this is, this is what I call fake control. It, it is, it is the longing to, to have a sense that this situation is under control and that I'm not going to be hurt by it. It's not going to cause me pain or discomfort, but ultimately it is a hamster wheel. There, there is no end to this cycle. And, and I wanted to talk about this today because some of you guys are dealing with worry in your lives and it's leaving you triggered, like not just triggered for a moment, but you're literally in an ongoing state of being triggered, a, a highly elevated nervous system that is seeking some kind of relief. And when we live in this perpetual state of worry or we worry unnecessarily, we actually position ourselves to relapse. We literally set ourselves up for failure by doing this. So what what this all tells us, if worry truly, like if if the, the kind of ungodly, unhelpful worry is actually fake control, then what does that tell you? It tells us that if we could find true control, then we would eliminate worry. So let me tell you really briefly what's required for you to experience true control. When um when the business has a slow month and my thoughts start to start to spiral, I have to then ask myself, what can I control? Can I control the the market? Can I control whether or not, you know, people want to do the program? No, not really. Uh, can I control how my team performs? I can influence it, but I can't make decisions for them or behave on their behalf. So what can I control? Well, I can control my temperament. I can control my mood. I can control how well I'm trusting in God to be my provider, right? Like when I can start to get clarity on what I can control, that in of itself takes care of 50% of the worry because now, now the, the lines have become clear, right? Like, like destructive or toxic worry is always because we've crossed a line that we were not supposed to. And there's, there's incredible danger there. That's not a safe place to be. We want to be within the boundaries that we're meant to be within. And for me, that means controlling what I'm trusting, who I'm trusting, where I'm placing my faith, um, you know, how I'm handling my emotions, how I'm handling my thought life, uh, how I'm looking after myself physically. There's a huge connection there in how we experience worry and anxiety. And so when you can start to identify things that you can control, that's when worry really starts to disappear. Or if there were measures of worry in your life that were appropriate, that's when they start to uh, return to those measures. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're experiencing worry that is you know, driving you up the wall and feels a little bit out of control, the question we want to ask ourselves is, what can I control? What is within my realm of control? And once we have clarity there, 
then the solution basically presents itself. And that's a beautiful place to be. You know, when you have um, stressful situations, when you have things that could become problematic, but you're in a place of peace, knowing that God's got it in control, knowing that if something does go worse, you're going to figure it out just like you figured out every other problem that's led you to this point in your life. And that one way or another, you're going to make it through. That's an incredible place to be. And I highly, highly recommend it. I want it for you guys. That's why I did uh, today's episode. And so I hope you found some value from this. Uh, Please make sure you're sharing this with people that you love, that you know could benefit from it. In the meantime, guys, have an amazing day. I'm cheering you on. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.